the historic bells of Albany City Hall. Welcome to Albany Street, a public affairs presentation of Albany Broadcasting. And welcome to a new episode of Albany Street. I'm Brian Cady, and it is January the 1st, 2023, so Happy New Year. Welcome to the brand new year. Hope you uh, made some resolutions you're willing to live up to. Uh, so we have a terrific crew in here today. It's a full house. Uh, we've got uh, a photographer in the background. We'll, 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 we'll leave him there unless we really need to drag him in. We'll, 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 we'll twist his arm to see if we can get him out. But uh, we also have two other wonderful human beings here with us. Uh, the man behind the Legier Group, Ray Legier, and Schenectady Police Lieutenant Michael Dalton here to talk about a very special event going on throughout the month of January into early February called Schenectady Shares. Gentlemen, how are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Mr. Dalton, Lieutenant doing, Dalton, doing well. Good morning. I, I, I got to admit, first off, uh, I, I'm not used to having a, a police presence around me. So should I do sir? Should I do lieutenant? Should I do Mike? Should I do Mr. Dalton? I, I'm not sure what to do here. You can feel free to mix it up, but uh, most people call me Mike. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, so first off, before we get into the event itself, and you know the planning behind it and how this all came together, because this is the first time this event is coming together. Uh, within the within Schenectady, just wanted to kind of like just discuss your backgrounds a little bit quick. First off, uh, Ray, I know you've been doing a, a lot of stuff within uh, within Schenectady. Uh, for example, I know that when we originally met, it was uh, centered around the Schenectady Armory and the refurbishing of that and holding events like Cage Wars there for uh, a couple of times. I think there was even a pro wrestling show there at one point, if I recall. Just talk about just uh, you know your time around the the area, and uh, I know you you grew up in the Schenectady area ish, roughly, correct? I grew up in Rotterdam, Schenectady County, obviously, uh, and uh, started our business started our business uh, in Schenectady through some purchasing of some small properties, and then morphed into a, uh, a very large landlord of sorts and bought the Schenectady Armory, and that's where we met for the Cage Wars. Oh, no, it was Cage Wars. What was the event? It was Cage Wars. Yeah, yeah. Cage Wars. Yeah. That's right. So obviously, you, you grew up in the Schenectady. So, what inspired you, I guess, to to stay around and? You know, become involved and get and put your feet down and really entrench yourself within the Schenectady community the way you have. Well, the whole thing started when my daughters uh, turned uh, 16, 17, 18 years old and let me know that they didn't need me to help them with their uh, with their school anymore. And that's when I started getting involved in Schenectady. And it's just a terrific place of people that all lift for the same load. It, it's been an amazing run. It really has. Uh, helping a lot of volunteer situations for different various causes over the years. But having the daughters already independent and on their own made it easy for me to get out and get involved in the community. And uh, this uh, Schenectady Shares part uh, came up uh, relatively recently. Uh, it's only been in existence, I think, for maybe three or four months. And a, uh, a gentleman by the name of Dave Bauck uh, started the, uh, the initiative, and he works with the Sheriff's Department. And it was his brainstorm to actually help us replenish the pantry after the holidays. Schenectady has several pantries that are providing food for over 4,000 people a month. Uh, it's a lot of food that comes and goes. And traditionally, in January, the shelves are bare. And uh, Dave's idea was to get a lot of people together. And we have over pretty close to 50 people in the community that are passionate about getting these uh, pantry shelves restocked. It's a short-lived event. It starts for about a month. It goes January 4th to in the middle of February approximately, but our goal is just to get the food back on the shelves. Uh, the pantry 
the people that have need for food, the need doesn't go away after the holidays. But everybody's very gracious and giving for the holidays. But they, they have a heavy lift to get reprimed again. So we're priming the pump of the food train, if you will. And there's been, again, 50 knowledgeable people, passionate people, are coming together, volunteering their time to make this happen in a short period of time. We've only been doing this for a couple months now. And having 50 people together with the community, uh, with the meetings, it's a lot to get going. It really is. And uh, thanks to the, the Schenectady uh, Police Department, the Fire Department, uh, Market 32, a lot of different groups are coming together and helping. Uh, we are doing it with, uh, we're working with the Food Bank for donations. Yep, with uh, St. Luke's. St. Luke's, I'm sorry, yep, St. Luke's. St. Luke's Church is the <coughs> home base for this operation. And we're giving it a run, and hopefully it'll uh, get some legs and be able to get us going for years to come. And real quick, before I uh, turn over to, to Mike, I just want to ask you one more thing. As somebody who is involved in the, the aspect of the businesses around the Schenectady area, um, obviously COVID was a, a big thing that really hit hard uh, in a lot of different communities around the Capital District. Um, just from your own perspective, how, what was the... The, the visual you got out of how COVID affected the community around the Schenectady area and how you feel it looks right now and how it continues to impact people even to this day? Well, COVID had a tremendous impact, obviously. That's an overstatement. Uh, but what happened is isolation kicked in. Uh, the normal uh, stream of food and support that a lot of the people in need had wasn't met as easily. And of course, throw in a, a healthy uh, dose of, uh, of sickness disruption, loss of jobs, and uh, the, the people that have the need didn't have the avenues to get the food. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be able to help. It's, what we're doing is a very small part in the biggest need. The, the awareness is a big part of it as well. We have to remember that we have to keep supporting the food pantries month after month after month. And people need food for a lot of different reasons. It's not because they're lazy. I mean, sickness will stop you in, stop you in your tracks. I can't work, I can't get the food. And every little bit helps. And I don't know if maybe Mike can help us with the numbers on that, but the number of meals is astounding that the food pantry support. It's not a last uh, stop for saving people, but it's certainly part of the basics that everyone should be entitled to. Yeah, Mike, to, to bring you in uh, real quick about this, just, uh, just talk about your involvement as far as how you were able to get involved with uh, helping out with getting Schenectady shares put together. Sure. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. My involvement actually kind of starts with the beginning of COVID. Um, there was a lot of food insecurity um, issues that came up with the onset of COVID, with the supply issues, with uh, all the things that Ray just spoke about. And I was initially approached by uh, Francesca Party about uh, a f initiative called Feed Albany. And they kind of really opened my eyes to the food insecurity in the area. Um, I started a program with them called Feed Schenectady, where for the past couple of years we have events where we would hand out meals every week. Um, we would also share food with the local food pantries. We partnered with St. Luke's. Um, we work with the City Mission. Uh, we would work with Bethesda House. We would go to um, Summit Towers in Schenectady and drop off food. Um, so over the past couple of years working with that, we were giving away probably 150 to 200 meals a week um, on top of a lot of other food that was uh, being donated from various other organizations. We were disseminated in the community. 
So that really opened my eyes to the problems that existed and meeting the people out there in the street that were in need and developing relationships with them. And uh, I, I caught wind of this idea from uh, Carmel Patrick, and I joined the board and just was immediately on board. Um, that all, all the experience from doing my Feed Albany, Feed Schenectady work, you know, it really just highlighted the need exists. And working alongside the pantries, you could really see when they're doing well versus when they need to be stocked and the people that are affected by that. This is my first introduction to the pantry network and seeing the infrastructure that they have in place is just inspiring. Yeah, we were talking about it uh, before we came in here. I believe the pantries in Schenectady serve upwards of 4,000 meals um, every month, and I know that need has been growing. Now, real quick, I just I need to take a timeout and rewind for a second because, Ray, you're on the committee. <coughs> Mike, you're part of the committee. Yes. Does the committee have, like, the entire county is connected? No, I'm kidding. Because um, the, the committee is, is, like, what? You mentioned, like, there's about 50 members involved, Ray, with, with organizing this. How, how do that's – that's 50 different schedules, 50 different jobs, 50 different backgrounds. How were – like, like how did this all come together? Like, obviously, the need is there. That That's obvious, and it's a tremendous cause. But how are you able to get all those schedules? I mean, email is a wonderful thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, text messaging is a wonderful thing, but how are we able to get so many different members of the community to come together and be like, all right, we have to do this and figure this out. So how, how is this all able to happen? Very good question. And the answer is that the people in Schenectady County come together. And uh, Carl Patrick is, is the chair of the committee. And she's also a city councilwoman, and she's involved in many, many different organizations. And the call goes out. You call a friend. I call a friend. Uh, Dave Bauck has a good network, the Sheriff's Department, the Police Department, uh, the Boys and Girls Club, everyone's coming together. And basically it was a a situation where everybody brought another person into the committee. And we're still joining, people are still joining the committee now because it's such a worthy cause. And selfishly, for me, it's only one month. It's not a board commitment where I'm here for six years or three years. Uh, And it's really easy to go hot and heavy, get intense, get it restocked, and then we can go on to our next project, whatever that is. But everyone says yes. How do you say no to this? The meet- and by the way, you're right about the meetings. It's getting all these people together. It's, it's like herding cats. <laughs> I'm assuming Zoom would probably be a beautiful thing if, uh, yeah, if you guys. Yet, we? No, we haven't used that. Um, yeah, the meetings have actually been. So the first meeting, we kind of didn't really know what was happening. We had a little bit of an idea of what the idea was, and we all showed up, and um, the idea got pitched. And everyone is at that meeting immediately jumped on board. And the next meeting, we had 10 more people. In the next meeting, we had five more people. So like Ray said, it's it's growing. It started growing from the beginning. Everybody who heard about the idea immediately was on board and wanted to address this issue of food insecurity, especially after the holidays, and uh, bring awareness to the year-round need that exists. All right, a quick timeout. When we get back, we will return with Ray Legier and Schenectady Police Lieutenant Mike Dalton to discuss more about Schenectady Shares, the first annual food drive to help supply local food pantries with non-perishables and hygiene products after the holidays. More on that when we return here on Albany Street.
The historic bells of Albany City Hall return us to Albany Street, a public affairs presentation of Albany Broadcasting. Welcome back to Albany Street here on the Albany Broadcasting Family of Networks. I'm Brian Cady. Happy New Year. Still joined here by Ray Legere and Schenectady Police Lieutenant Michael Dalton here to talk about Schenectady Shares, their first annual event uh, to help resupply local food pantries around the Schenectady area. And, uh, Mike, real quick, before we get back into the event itself, how long have you been with the, uh, the force in Schenectady? So I'm coming up on uh, 14 years with the Schenectady Police Department, and before that, I was a corrections officer with the Schenectady Sheriff's Department for two years. What inspired you to want to become part of the force? Well, it was uh, one of those things you kind of always want to do, and I got the same answer 99% of all cops out there have, which is we want to help people. Um, I grew up here in Schenectady um, with my family. We're all still here. I still live in Schenectady. I did a lot of things before I got into law enforcement. I didn't start until I was 29. I worked in uh, construction. I worked for a pest control company. I worked down south a little bit after the hurricanes and doing insurance restoration. But I wanted to start doing something to really help people. And uh, I saw law enforcement as the best way to do that. And now you've gotten yourself involved with uh, with Schenectady Shares. And you mentioned a little bit about how you basically the, the, the timeline this started when you've helped with Feed Albany and then Feed Schenectady. What was it about that that calling? to be helping with uh, the food pantries and that such. What what drove you into that direction of, of helping out with, with that side of things in the community? Well, it was uh, it was actually something we got, I got asked to do, and my initial reaction was, this has nothing to do with the police. The police don't feed people. The police aren't involved in meals. And then I thought about it a little, a little bit more, and, you know, the saying is protect and serve, and we serve our community, we serve people, and this was a need that came up at the time. That service part of it is what really roped me into saying yes. And then I started doing it and I got exposed to you know, something I haven't previously seen. And I was seeing sides of the community that we didn't normally deal with or might not see as often as, as uh, other portions of the community. And I saw it as a great way to help people get to know the community better and just make those you know, face-to-face relationships out there on the street. Now, as far as the actual event is concerned, Going to be kicking it off uh, 11 a.m. on January the 4th, so that's this coming Wednesday. Yes. Uh, with Chef Mark Renson, who is a co-owner of Ambition Coffee and Eatery. How were you able to uh, get Chef Renson on board uh, along with the rest of the committee? Well, um, I'm not exactly sure how we uh, we roped Mark into it, but he, he is into a lot of um, helping out with the community, a lot of charitable um, contributions Mark's, Mark's made. So his name came up. And I, I believe Ray's committee, the marketing committee, approached him. Is that true? Yes. It was, it was easy to get Mark. We asked him. He said yes. Mark, <laughs> Mark has such a great personality. We're looking for a chef, a local chef, that would actually prepare food for us using some of the donated goods from the pantry shelves themselves. And he instantly jumped, on, jumped right on it. And he's going to be preparing a meal from the donated foods to illustrate healthy eating through the f- food pantry. And uh, he's quite a personality, and uh, again, his, his links to the community are second to none. He's always there to help out people in need. He's, he's a great candidate for us. And you, the operations, it's going to be within St. Luke's and Schenectady, uh, out on uh, State Street there, uh, but also sharing with uh, a lot of different local food parents, I believe like somewhere around the, the number of like 20, 25, somewhere in that neighborhood, if I remember correctly. Uh, I want to say 22. Okay. 
Aside from the food pantries, I mean, obviously this involves a, a lot of moving bodies and being, getting involved as well. As far as bringing all that together, and now that it's here, I, how, how are we feeling about this as far as the first events is concerned? And maybe the potential for, you know, obviously, obviously you have to just wait and see what happens with this one. But the, like you mentioned, right, you know, want it to be something more than just a once a year thing. Is the potential there? Is the wish there from people within the committee to make this something more than just something that happens you know, a month out of the year after the holidays? Well, Mike, Mike mentioned earlier, he's absolutely right. We're going to learn a lot. We've only been doing this for a couple months, and the committees that got together are trying to put the infrastructure together. Right now it's down to the logistics. We have uh, donation areas throughout the, the, the county, conveniently located donations, and uh, one of the things that we can do, I'll have to get you the Facebook uh, page. It's, uh, what is it, Mike? We're on Facebook, uh, just called the Schenectady Shares under charitable organizations. We can receive messages through uh, through that page as well. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the two-month heads-up is what's really uh, pushing us to get move, moving forward. So getting the operations together, getting the boxes, getting the cartons, getting the, uh, the, the people that are going to return the food back to us. I know the police department's going to help. We have a box that's full. They'll bring it back and give it to the pantry for distribution. But the big thing to remember is it's not just for one pantry. It's for all pantries. So we've got some donated space elsewhere. We're actually putting some pallets of food in the armory. Because uh, once the food comes, it's got to be taken care of immediately. Mm-hmm. And the, the food bank is very generous, but the food comes in, it's got to go out. And it'll be redistributed through the St. Luke's pantry with all of the different groups in need. And just give people an idea, what are the, what are the different kinds of locations that people can bring these these non-perishable items to? So, uh, we have a list. Do we have a list? Um, we don't have a list completed yet, but I can speak about some of the locations. Um, we're, we're taking really a two-pronged pro- approach to this. Um, we have collection sites, and the collection sites will obviously um, enable the community to stop by and drop off food. It's also going to raise awareness to the issue. And we're also going to be sending out um, flyers looking for corporate sponsors and monetary donations to uh, the St. Luke's Food Pantry. And all of the food, all of the money is going to be distributed to all of the pantries in Schenectady. Um, right now for collection sites, uh, we have Market 32. Every uh, Schenectady County location is going to be a site. And uh, that was through uh, Mona Golub, which we're very thankful for. Uh, we also are going to be at the all county buildings in Schenectady, including the public libraries, the DA's office, the court buildings. Um, I believe we're going to be in City Hall in Schenectady. We're going to have both uh, employee side and public side for the police department. So anyone who wishes to donate can stop down to the police lobby. Um, we are also going to be in all of the fire departments. We're working with the fire department uh, in Schenectady. And try to think some other locations we have. Uh, Trinity Baptist Church in Niskun has agreed to uh, be a location site. We also have the Guanhoha Gun Club has agreed to be a site. Um, we're, we're really, we're tacking on more and more every day. So what we plan to do is put this list together and get it onto the Facebook page. So we'll continually update these sites and these collection points. Um, and I'm just getting a note here. I believe OTB and uh, Woodlawn might be involved. Um, so the list is growing every day. Yeah, I think we, we'd be remiss if we didn't say that the uh, Army Studios will be a collection site. Yes. We'll have uh, boxes there, as well as the, the, our uh, properties on every boulevard. We've got uh, a handful of properties down there which probably have upwards of two or 300 people. Mm-hmm. So all the different offices and businesses are going to be supporting the cause as well. 
So here's what I'm going to say because I saw the the note being shared by our our, our publicist sitting in the corner here refuses to have a microphone. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Good job there. Uh, yeah, I have, no, I have no shame in calling you out. Oh, oh if you really want to get on the mic, I will put on your microphone. But uh, because you said that the he uh, was making sure that we mentioned the OTB, uh, my fellow horse players, get, get a little closer to the speaker. I'm going to say this right now. If any time between January 4th and February 11th, you hit a special trifecta or a pick four or pick six at, I don't know, Santa Anita, Gulfstream, Laurel Park, any of the open tracks, aqueduct, okay? All right? All right, this is a fellow horseplay player saying this. Take some percentages, go down the street to your local Market 32 or any other market around the area, grab some goods and drop them off, all right? You can give back to your community. This is me getting a little preachy. Yes, I know, but darn it, I'm doing it anyway. So that's I'm just going to say right now. Do you, yeah, do you actually want to get on the microphone, sir? Or... <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to. I'm not forcing you. I'm, I'm, I'm just twisting your arm. You don't have to if you don't want to. It's up to you. I'll just share in the in the aspect of what my cohorts are explaining, and that's the community working as a team. So in a team, we look at this in a way that if you if you walk down from Dave Balk and what he does in organizing the children and what Carmel Patrick does from the city council and bringing us all together, the relationship I know that Lieutenant Dalton spoke of earlier, it's about the relationship. So we're a community and the teamwork is about community. So a team is all about marginalizing the best aspects that you have and supporting the players on your team where they fall short. So that is Schenectady Shares in a nutshell. So Schenectady Shares commits to supporting those experiencing food insecurities by restocking the shelves of the community. Food pantries beyond the holiday season and promoting awareness about year-round food insecurities. That is what we like to share today about Schenectady Shares. Those of you who might not recognize the voice, Devon Wimberley from the Schenectady City School District. Don't get me started. All the Academy Hall of Famer should be Union College Hall of Famer. I'll, I'll, I'll go on. I'll go on. I'm going to go put this all out there, all right? If you don't do something, I'll send I'll send Mr. Wimberley there to your house. No, I'm kidding. Um, or actually, even better, I'll, I'll send Police Lieutenant Michael Dahl to your house, you know? We'll, yes. And he'll be in uniform. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, any user. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally kidding, except for the part where I said the horse players take some of those winnings and put it towards Schenectady Shares, all right? Okay? Okay. Especially if you're there at uh, the headquarters on State Street. Yeah, I know where you are, right down the street from DMV. I'm very familiar with that building. Maybe I'm exposing myself too much in front of the people in the studio right now. But, but, just just do a good deed, all right? Just because the holiday season is wrapped up doesn't mean you can't keep doing a good deed because the community is always in need. That being said, January 4th to February 11th, Schenectady Shares, first annual Schenectady Shares event. Kickoff is January 4th, Wednesday morning, 11 a.m., St. Luke's Pastoral Center on 1247 State Street in Schenectady, where you can see Chef Mark Renson doing his thang thang, preparing delicious and healthy meal, uh, using items to, uh, from the shelves of the Daily Bread Food Pantry, help spread the love and kick off the event that we have. Ray Legere, Mike Dalton, even Devon Wimberly. Thank you all very much for coming. I definitely appreciate it. 
Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Absolutely. That wraps up another episode of Albany Street. Once again, if you miss any part of this episode or any episodes previous to this over the last couple months, go check out b95.com slash albany-street. All episodes from the past episodes of the last three months right there on the website. This one, as of noon today, go check it out and make sure you spread the love even though the holiday season has come to an end. There's no need to stop doing the charitable work. The charitable work can be done 24-7, 365, folks. That being said, this is Brian Katie, and this has been Albany Street. Enjoy your week, and Happy New Year. The historic bells of Albany City Hall close out another edition of Albany Street, a public affairs presentation of Albany Broadcasting. This program, pre-recorded.